is the strange woman, the strange woman. And uh, it is not someone you're thinking of right now, all right? It's it's just, a, it's not that crazy chicken lady uh, or anything like that. No, it's just a, a strange woman. We'll explain what that means in the Bible. Proverbs chapter 2 and verse 16. Proverbs chapter 2 and verse 16 it says, to deliver thee from the strange woman, even from the stranger which flattereth with her words, which forsaketh the guide of her youth, and forgetteth the covenant of her God. For her house inclineth unto death, her paths unto the dead, none that go unto her return again, neither take they hold of the paths of life. And so <clears throat> tonight <clears throat> we are looking at this subject of the strange woman. Did everyone get one, or at least you have one uh, close to you, you're able to look on and and uh, anyone not have one in your eye line that you can at least look at across the page or across someone's lap or something. Good. Well, if you want your own copy, again, I will make sure you get that tonight before you leave. Anyhow, that's our memory verses, Proverbs 2, 16, 17. I read the second verses after that, 18, 19. But think about it. No, this is not a lesson about your sister or a girl you know at school. That's not the strange woman. In the book of Proverbs, Solomon goes to a great deal of trouble to warn his son about a particular type of girl that he calls more than once in the book of Proverbs, the strange woman. With graphic detail, this wise father describes her cunning ways and warns his son not to get involved with this kind of girl, and Solomon ought to know. Solomon knew that involvement with such a girl would lead to a life of shame and heartache. The trouble today is that many teen girls, even Christian girls, have adopted her methods. And Christian teen guys are falling for it without even asking any questions. Speaking of Solomon, keep your finger in Proverbs. We'll go back there, but also Ecclesiastes. A few pages away from Proverbs, you have Ecclesiastes. And Ecclesiastes was also written by Solomon. Solomon had a thousand wives. That was a huge mistake. For a guy that had wisdom, he certainly didn't use it in that way. Uh Ecclesiastes 7 verse 26 it says I find more bitter than death I find more bitter than death the woman whose heart is snares and nets and her hands as bands like handcuffs whoso pleaseth God shall escape from her but the sinner shall be taken by her and so here Ecclesiastes 7 verse 26 we see that even Solomon bemoans the fact that a woman can ensnare a man. We talk about Samson, the strongest man who ever lived, and yet it was women who was his downfall, and a woman named Delilah who eventually sold him out. And when you read the story, it's the dumbest thing you ever read. I mean, it wasn't like she did it once. She tried three or four times before she finally got him snared, and it was the foolishness of Samson. So the strange woman... Proverbs chapter 6, verse 24. To keep thee from the evil woman, from the flattery of the tongue of a strange woman, lust not after her beauty in thine heart, neither let her take thee with her eyelids, for by means of a whorish woman a man is brought to a piece of bread, and the adulteress will hunt for the precious life. Can a man take fire in his bosoms and his clothes not be burned? Can you just hold a burning log in your lap? No, it's going to have a, an effect on you. Can one go upon hot coals and his feet not be burned? So he that goeth in to his neighbor's wife, whosoever toucheth her shall not be innocent. Men do not despise a thief if he steal to satisfy his soul when he is hungry. 
But if he be found, let he shall restore sevenfold. He shall give all the substance of his house. It's, it's understandable, not that it's okay, but it's understandable if someone steals to eat. He still needs to pay for it. It's understandable. But verse 32, but whoso committeth adultery with a woman lacketh understanding. He that doeth it destroyeth his own soul. A wound and dishonor shall he get, and his reproach shall not be wiped away. For jealousy is the rage of a man. Therefore he will not spare in the day of vengeance. He will not regard any ransom. Neither will he rest content, though thou givest many gifts. You get the impression that the strange woman sometimes can be an already married woman or a single woman, but she is to be a strange woman. Chapter 7 and verse 5. Chapter 7, verse 5. Again, it starts out, they that, that they may keep thee. And of course, the first four verses is my son, listen, that they may keep thee from the strange woman, from the stranger which flattereth with her words. For at the window of my house, I looked through my casement and beheld among the simple ones. I discerned among the youths a young man void of understanding. Don't be that young man. Passing through the street near her corner, he went the way to her house. Don't do that. In the twilight, in the evening, in the black and dark night, and behold, there met him a woman with the attire of an harlot and subtle of heart. By the way, uh, there's an attire you should learn to recognize as not good. She is loud and stubborn, her feet abide not in her house. She, now is she without, now in the streets, and lieth and wait at every corner. So she caught him and kissed him, and with an impudent face said unto him, I have peace offerings with me this day have I paid my vows. Therefore came I forth to meet thee diligently to seek thy face. And I have found thee. I have decked my bed with coverings of tapestry, with carved works, with fine linen of Egypt. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh and aloes and cinnamon. Come, let us take our fill of love until the morning. Let us solace ourselves with loves. For the goodman is not at home. He is gone on a long journey. He hath taken a bag of money with him and will come home at the day appointed. With her, her, with her much fair speech, she caused him to yield. With the flattering of her lips, she forced him. He goeth after her straightway as an ox goeth to the slaughter, or as a fool to the correction of the stocks, till a dart strike through his liver, as a bird hasteth to the snare, and knoweth not that it is for his life. Hearken unto me now, therefore, O ye children, and attend to the words of my mouth. Let not thine heart decline to her ways. Go not astray in her paths, for she hath cast down many wounded. Yea, many strong men have been slain by her. Her house is the way to hell, going down to the chambers of death. Solomon describes and warns about the strange woman in many different places. And the tactics, you get a lot of insight when you read the Bible and how she operates, okay? So let's talk about the strange woman. Now, the first thing I want to say is that if you are familiar with the strange woman, she's not really strange anymore. So you need to stay unfamiliar with this person. Familiar means that it's not strange. And what we have today is we have (coughs) movies, TV, music that familiarizes us with people we shouldn't be familiar with, with types of people we shouldn't be familiar with. We need to recognize that. You can tell a story on screen without having to go into all the details that Hollywood does. You don't need to do that. And when you do that, it's just encouraging and introducing. 
This is why my parents did not allow me to watch a lot of things that I think other young men my age were watching. I'm not saying I, I never watched anything I shouldn't have watched. I'm just telling you that they had some guidelines, and it was good for me that they did. But when you allow yourself or your son to become familiar with a strange woman, then after a while it just becomes, oh, well, you just get used to it and numb to it. Liken it to a blind that a hunter sets up in a field or a forest. At the beginning, the deer or the elk might look at that blind and be suddenly shocked by it and and very nervous and might sniff around it and, and stay away from it and bolt from it. But as the days go by, the blind becomes more regular and he becomes more familiar with the blind till one day there's a and there's a sharp pain in his heart and next thing you know he's dying because he got familiar with something that he should have been wary of because it's strange it doesn't belong there so if you will familiarize yourself and your children with godliness and godly living and a godly woman and a mother will live that godliness in front of their children then when they meet a strange woman it will be like whoa this is different on Sundays we've been talking about Joseph in Sunday school Joseph was not like the foolish man, young man in Proverbs 7. Joseph, he said, no, this is a strange woman. She's married, but she's a strange woman. I need to stay away from her. And it says in Genesis that he didn't want to be around her. And that's how we ought to be. But the world in Hollywood pushes and says, oh, it's okay as long as you don't actually indulge, as long as you're just feasting with your eyes. No, that's how you get familiar with a strange woman. And if the strange woman isn't strange, then you've got a problem. So notice here as we go through these blanks. The morals of the strange woman, her morals are sexual. Her thought life regarding boys is dominated by sexual desires. She likes to look at the boys from a physical, and I think it's supposed to be perspective, but prospective, I guess it work, a physical perspective. She thinks in terms of carnal and physical her morals are selfish. Her morals are sexual. Her morals are selfish. Personal satisfaction is her primary interest. She really isn't in love with you. She isn't in love with herself. She bases her relationship with a guy on what she can gain from him. Now, of course, we know that guys do this too, but tonight's topic is the strange woman. She will ad- take advantage of a young man's weaknesses. Notice in Proverbs 7, verse 7 and 8, and in fact, it's on the next page. And behold, I beheld among the simple ones. That's, that's not a compliment. That means you're a, you're a dunce. You, you're, you're a blockhead. You're not thinking. You don't have good wisdom, good discernment. I beheld among the simple ones. I discerned among the youths a young man void of understanding. Young men, if they're not properly warned and trained and raised correctly, will fail what should have been a, a passing of a test like Joseph passed. Passing through the street near her corner, that was a big mistake, shouldn't have been around there. And he went the way to her house. He goeth after her straightway, verse 22, as an ox goeth to the slaughter, or as a fool to the correction of the stocks until it's too late. So teen boy, teen boy, she will try to manipulate you and make you like her using various tactics. Her morals are not spiritual. Verse 
chapter 2 again, verse 17, which forsaketh the guide of her youth and forgetteth the covenant of her God. Shame on the girl who knew better because she was taught some things and she turned from it and went a different direction. She's in double trouble, if you ask me, because she knows better. Teen boy, she'll try to manipulate you. Quickly, I'll tell you that I used to drive uh, school bus, activity buses, and I drove a wrestling uh, team from Custer out to Winter, South Dakota. And uh, Winter is a, is a real winner if you want to try to find something to do. And if you've ever watched wrestling, it's, it's a lot like trying to... Um, stay alive because you're so bored um and so i mean it's great for if you're if you need sleep um and so i just you know just kind of wandering around aimlessly you know i mean i i can only handle so much wrestling and and so i i know some some girls and and these teen girls are the managers or whatever they are and they're looking at these magazines and and they're not pornography as far as pictures and whatnot but but they have these teen magazines this is 20 some years ago 25 years ago i think and um, and I'm a married guy, young married guy, and I'm I'm just interested what what they're looking at. And so when they left, I I picked up when I started reading it, and it, it's a magazine that I recognize at the grocery store that's on the checkout stands, you know, as you walk through, and and it, it's directed to teens. And basically, it's all these different ways and methods of alluring the guys, and and using physical touch, and and little flirtatious. Um, you know, subtle movements and things and things. And it was just encouraging and giving these teen girls all these ideas. Now, this is before the age of smartphone and TikTok and who knows what, Instagram. So I only imagine what's on there. And I'm sure somebody in here probably even knows what I'm talking about. Teen boy, you should not even have to be around the. You should not. You want to be around the girl who even knows that stuff or understands that. Okay. And it's a shock. It was a shock to me to realize that that was actually being printed and encouraged. Her morals are not spiritual. <clears throat> God's word is not her pattern. She lives according to the values of the world, but if necessary, she will put on a spiritual act to get what she wants. Be careful the one who knows how to talk. The talk. Number two, God's will is not her purpose. God's word is not her pattern. God's will is not her purpose. She's not looking for the young man that God has prepared for her. That's not what that's not what this is about. We read already tonight in Proverbs, the adulteress will hunt for the precious life. It's almost like a conquest. Oh, he's a clean guy. It's almost like a trophy. It's not about love. Number two, the methods of the strange woman. Remember, the strange woman starts out as a strange girl. In Proverbs chapter 5 and in Proverbs chapter 7, Proverbs 5, 3, it says again, for the lips of a strange woman drop as in honeycomb and her mouth is smoother than oil. She's a smooth talker. 721, with her much fair speech, she caused him to yield with the flattering of her lips. Her letters and her texts to you and her messages are filled with the things you like to hear. And letter B, she is unstable and unreliable. Chapter 5, verse 6, lest thou shouldest ponder the path of life. Her ways are movable that thou canst not know them. She keeps you confused. She's unstable, unreliable. She's not, she's not simplistic. She's complicated. Number Letter C, she's 
She likes to touch and embrace. Verse, number, verse 20 of chapter 5, Why wilt thou, son, my, be ravished with a strange woman and embrace the bosom of a stranger? 1 Corinthians 7, 1 says, It is good for a man not to touch a woman until you're married. And so beware, guys. And if you know the Bible, then you, you should be instantly aware if a girl is touching you. And if she's touching you, it's on purpose. Okay? It's, I'm not talking about handshaking time at church. I'm talking about on purpose touching and touching a lot and flirting and, and all that. She flatters you, letter D. We read that already, some verses about flattery. Proverbs 2.16, She will flatter you with her words and her, the, this old material says letters, but texts will work, messages. As long as she has a need for you, she'll flatter you long as she has a need for you and again ladies we know that guys do this too but tonight we're talking about the strange woman she uses her eyes chapter 6 and verse 25 lust not after her beauty in thine heart neither let her take thee with her eyelids all right so a through e she is a smooth talker she is unstable and unreliable she likes to touch d she flatters E, she uses her eyes. And F, she pursues or hunts for the boys. Verse 26 of chapter 6, For by means of a a whorish woman, a man is brought to a piece of bread, and the adulteress will hunt for the precious life. Remember what I said last week? I said last week that Proverbs says, Whoso findeth a wife findeth a good thing. But it never encourages the woman to go looking for the husband. Rather, she should be the one that she'd be pursued after the man. And so a godly young lady is not pursuing. A godly young lady is being patient and waiting. And if she has a man in her life, like a dad, which is what she's supposed to have, she has a man there that is helping her to be patiently waiting so that one day he can hand her off to the one that he knows is God's will for her, and she does too. But this woman is opposite. She pursues and hunts for the boys. The strange girl will take the lead in a relationship. That's a, that should be another red flag. So the box, the strange girl is easy for a guy to spot. It ought to be easiest. This should be obvious. Guys, you should be able to recognize this and steer clear. You see her at school, youth camps, retreats, other places where teens gather, but wherever she goes, she has her radar on. She may recognize, you may recognize her by some of the following. She will call you up on the phone. And today we we live in a society where girls are asking guys out all the time. But the older ladies in here will tell you that was unheard of in the old days. She will ask for your address before you have a chance to ask for hers. She's taking the lead in the relationship. So so when is it going to change where the guy's going to be the leader? It probably won't. Again, also in the box, she will invite herself to sit with you. She'll invite herself to sit with you. In fact, she does not mind sitting with a group of boys. Jamie Jackson just got married recently, and praise the Lord for that. You know, Jamie Jackson could have probably gone college basketball and maybe even NBA basketball. Jamie Jackson at one time was playing basketball in a high school tournament with NBA stars watching the game because it was like a recruitment thing. Michael Jordan was in the stands. He stole the ball, he went down, boom, dunked it, looked up in the stands, and Jordan was going to him like that. 
Jamie Jackson will tell you about guys that he knows. And he said, of course, I, I grew up in a Christian home and I went to a Bible-believing church, and so it was a shock to me. But we'd be there, and, and what the colleges would do is the colleges on purpose would get these cheerleaders and these other girls from the college to throw themselves at us high school guys. And we're just sitting there minding our own business. All of a sudden, boom, there's a cheerleader plopped in my lap. How you doing? Encouraging them to come to their college, among other things. He said, I, I have a friend, a former friend or from back in those days that got sucked up into that. And he has children from several different ladies. His life's a mess. She'll invite herself to sit with you. She may ask you if you want to go out with her. And I, I don't want you to think that it's okay to be unkind, but you just have to realize that you just have to say, no, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not interested. She will have other girls to bring information to you about herself and how crazy she is about you. She never consults her parents. This is a big red flag. She never consults her parents or her church youth leaders before initiating a relationship with you. She never talks to her dad. That's never even crossed her mind to do that. And again, a lot of this breakdown starts with the man in the home not being the man of the home. I'm, I'm convinced that most girls turn to this because they want love and they want somebody and they didn't get it from dad and so they're looking for it somewhere else. Now, she may consult another unwise or rebellious girlfriend, but she probably isn't going to consult her parents or her church pastor or youth leader. Every young lady needs to be under a man, as I said last week, a father until she's handed off to her husband. That's just God's way. It's a protection. It's an umbrella of protection over her. Letter G, so don't shirk or ignore your God-given authority. Letter G, she searches out your innocence, 7-7. Seven, seven. I beheld among the youths. I beheld among the simple ones. I discerned, discerned among the youths, a young man void of understanding. She can recognize the ones that she can get to and the ones she can't. She'll use what you do not know or may not suspect to manipulate and control you. If you have a weakness, she will find it. Letter H, she likes to hang out where she can meet the guys. And um, it's from the strange woman. Just stay away from her. It's, not, it's just not good. She dresses, letter I, she dresses and conducts herself immodestly. Again, verse 10, I mentioned already, a woman with the attire. There's a, there's a certain attire. There's a certain attire that ought to alert you. Whoa, 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 whoa. Either she's just very ignorant about what that clothing does and looks like on her, or she's on purposely doing that. But either way, if she's ignorant, I, I think that means she's got some learning to do. But probably she's not that ignorant, especially with what people and movies and teachings and magazines and TikTok and Instagram has taught. She dresses and conducts herself immodestly. She wears things and does things to call attention to her body she is a flirt she is a flirt not too long ago my wife and I were <clears throat> somewhere and 
my wife and I said, so what about so-and-so? And she said, oh, boy, that, that, that young lady is doing things with her body to call attention to herself. She's a flirt. Not good. Letter J, she is loud and boisterous. Loud and stubborn. Her feet abide not in her house. K, she likes to stay away from home and authority as much as possible. That's boring. Who wants to listen to someone tell me what to do? Her feet don't abide in her house. She is restless because she probably doesn't have any jobs to do. Because she probably doesn't have to do any work or isn't made to do any work. One of the biggest reasons why teenagers get in trouble is because they're just goofing around all the time. They ought to have stuff to do. In the old days, it was dawn to dusk, and that was a good thing. And that'll keep you out of trouble, guys and girls. She likes to stay away from home, either her father's house or her husband's house, as in the story in chapter 7. Letter L, she likes to touch you or kiss you. Verse 13, she caught him and kissed him. Oh, that's flattery. She, she can't keep her hands to herself. Again, 1 Corinthians 7, 1 and 2. It's good for a man not to touch a woman. And, and be aware of that. If she's touchy and feely, there's something wrong there. that She needs to recognize that, <clears throat> that or he needs to recognize that that's going on. The box here has a pretty good illustration. Suzanne held Barry's arm as she talked. Every time she passed, she would touch his shoulder or pat him on the back. Do you see the way she hangs on me, Barry told Sean? She's crazy about me. She's not crazy about you, man, replied Sean. She does that to a lot of different guys. I hate to disappoint you, man, but she even does it with me. Boom. Absolutely. Letter M. She is aggressive. She goes after the boys. In other words, she's boy crazy. She may make sexual insinuations or suggestions to you. She is forward and pursuing with her eyes, with her body language. Her face, it says in verse 13, with an impudent face. What does that mean? Impudent means shameless, lacking modesty bold face the bible talks about shamefaced this is the opposite of shamefaced saucy just impudent you can you can recognize the face when you see it and you ought to turn from it as quickly as you can let her end she takes a light view of sex and morality um she she's impudent she's bold and there's a lot of things in her life that aren't innocent and pure anymore She's insensitive to the very subject. Maybe because of TV and movies. Probably because of previous experience. Possibly because of abuse. I think some girls are abused and so then they just get hardened and callous to this whole thing. Either way, whether their minds and imaginations and brains and hearts have been abused or or their bodies... They are insensitive. And so it all just becomes a game. It's like their power that they want to use over the guy. Letter O, she will tell you that you are the only one. Verse 15, therefore came I for 
to meet thee, diligently to seek thy face, and I have found thee. Truth is, you're the first sucker that came along. That's the truth. But that's not what she's going to say. She's going to say, I've been waiting all my life just for you. Let her peace. She rejects authority and slips around secretly. Verse 19, for the goodman, that's her husband, is not at home. He has gone on a long journey. It's either their husband or her father, and he's not around. Today's movies, that's the catch line. Hey, my parents aren't home. Want to come over? That ought to be the warning signal right there. Boom. There you go. That's the strange woman in the Bible. She's not sensitive to these subjects. She's bold. Then number three, the misery of the strange woman. Young men, be warned. The path of the strange woman is filled with danger and misery. As it says in our in our Proverbs, chapter 2 and verse 18 and 19, I read it already. For her house inclineth unto death and her paths unto the dead. Just ask Samson. Verse 19, none that go unto her return again, neither take they hold of the paths of life. The misery of losing what you can never get back and living a life of regret and haunting memories because of being seduced and tempted and trapped by an adulterous, fornicating girl. Letter B, the misery of a life of heartache and bitterness. Chapter 5 and verse 4. But her end, her mouth is smoother than oil, but her end is as, is bitter as wormwood. That's nasty stuff. Sharper, as a, sharp as a two-edged sword. It's just piercing and bitter. And again, Ecclesiastes 7.26, more bitter than anything, Solomon said, is this woman. Let her see the misery of spiritual disaster and a loss of your testimony. 5.5 five says, her feet go down to death, her steps take hold on hell letter d the misery of losing your honor five nine lest thou give thine honor unto others and thy years unto the cruel i'm gonna tell you something i was a teenager once seems like a million years ago but i'm so glad i mean there was temptations there was close calls there was those moments and i'm so thankful that there was enough guidelines and guardrails in my life that I can preach to you and talk and teach to you this without having to teach it from experience and bitterness and guilt. 6.33 says, A wound and dishonor shall he get, and his reproach shall not be wiped away. There are many men who have committed adultery that it just, it's just never the same afterwards. Ask King David. If you read King David's life from the point of Bathsheba to the end of his life, it just was never the same. There was just always this cloud of negativity hanging over him. Verse 26 of chapter 7, For she hath cast down many wounded, yea, many strong men have been slain by her. And then letter E, the misery of having wasted your youth and its innocent joy. Lest thou give thine honor unto others in thy years unto the cruel. Here's something that young people think, oh, they're so, and I don't think they use the word naive, but they're so, you know, square, whatever. They just, they don't understand what they're missing out, blah, blah, blah. 
Well, the truth is, is that young person, 12, 13, 15, 18, whatever, they're no longer innocent like they used to be. And like some of you are, stay that way. It's perfectly fine to be that innocent. Perfectly fine to be ignorant of some of these things. The strange woman isn't. And they laugh at the girl who is. But the truth is, the strange woman knows that she's lost something she'll never get back. Letter F, the misery of poverty and financial ruin. 5.10 says, Lest strangers be filled with thy wealth, and thy labors be in the house of a stranger. There are politicians. In fact, I think there was a Canadian politician just this week that confessed to an adulterous affair that's going to ruin probably some of his political career, if not his wealth, because if his wife divorces him and takes half his money or whatever it might be. Many men have been destroyed and their financial lives are ruined. Lest, thy strain, lest strangers be filled with thy wealth and thy labors be in the house of a stranger because of adultery. I don't listen to country music, but I do know there is some song out there that goes something like this. That's my house and that's my car. But somebody else is enjoying it. Because of adultery. Because of this very thing. The misery of poverty and financial ruin. And then 5.11, And thou mourn at the last when thy flesh and thy body are consumed. The misery of disease and physical ruin, STDs and other diseases and, and physical things that happen because of this type of live, living till a dart strike through his liver. It destroys you in ways you might not even understand. And of course, the world and Hollywood pretends like this is not true. But oh, it's so true. And they're not happy people. It's interesting to me how Hollywood pretends so much and the world pretends so much. Just a few hours ago, someone was telling me about a transvestite who went to some kind of counseling meeting. And the counseling session and the transvestite says something like I'm so miserable I'm so awful and listing all the different terrible things about themselves the goofy thing about all that is is they call themselves gay but the word gay means happy and gay people are not happy they have to put on an act and, and, and so it's just a silly oxymoron that they would refer themselves as gay but that's what they must do to try to make. And so then what you might not know is, is that you have producers and directors who are living this miserable life or they're living this, this adulterous life. And so then they want, to, they want a movie or a story that justifies or glamorizes their life. And if you know anything, you, you ought to know that Hollywood's filled with behind-the-scenes people who are just disgusting. There's this guy named Harvey Weinstein. I think he's in prison now disgusting person but you know what they sold their souls to that guy so they could be rich and famous and be stars so where do I stand girls and guys let's ask these questions real quick do you call young men on the phone do you wear tight or immodest clothing do you go after guys or collect addresses when you go to a camp or retreat have you ever written a letter or text or a message to a young man that you would not want his parents to see? 
Do you often find yourself touching young men? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you are behaving like the strange woman in Proverbs. Teen girl, if you are not that kind of girl, then why resort to the same methods and tactics which the strange woman uses? If you're a Christian girl, don't stoop to the world's methods and expect to get God's best. Remember, God's way may not have all the guys drooling over you, but it will one day lead you to the one man of your dreams. You, you don't need all the guys drooling over you. You just need one man to enjoy you and love you. And that's the right man. But the world says, I need all the guys to notice me. Same thing with the girls, all right? So guys, boys, has a girl ever called you on the phone to talk with you? Recognize that as, you know, what, what's going on here? She's trying to lead the relationship here. What's happening here? Have you ever sought a relationship with a girl when your parents did not completely approve of it? Do you know a girl who is boy crazy? Has a girl ever written you or messaged you which you would not want your mother to get a hold of? If you answered yes to those questions, there's a good chance that you have encountered a strange girl who may one day end up being a strange woman. Guys, better look at what is behind that pretty face and that sexy figure or sweet talk. Beauty is only skin deep, but ugliness of sin goes clear to the heart. Don't risk it. Wait on the sharp Christian girl who will respect you as a young man and honor your Christian convictions. If you don't have any clear convictions in this area, then get some today. Again, my daughter was saying about John Mark, her husband, that when they were dating and courting, that she was appreciative of the fact that he never complimented her on the outward appearance. And not that she doesn't have a nice outward appearance, but he did not make that the flattery. Another thing that she noticed that was kind of neat is that our kids, we have a limit as to what kind of movies we would allow, and it's very tight compared to some. And as far as Disney goes, we decided that I think the 70s era Disney is about where it stops. Disney's homo today, but even before they were homo, they were already pretty lewd, even in the 80s, 90s, 2000. I'm not saying there wasn't some funny stuff in there, but they always seem to insert other things. And We now know that Disney has been homo for a couple decades, and the executives and whatnot. <clears throat> but I'll be honest with you, Apple Dumpling Gang is pretty funny. And Herbie the Love Bug. But the stuff today and and so you know and, and so movies and tv shows there's just stuff we didn't do when i was a kid when i was a first grader i was at my friend's house and this show came on and it was pretty cool and it was just brand new and my friend said oh this is cool you gotta watch this and i'd heard about and it there's a banjo playing and all of a sudden there was this orange car with a general lee flag on it flying through the air it's like wow I mean, as a kid, I was like, man, and they were shooting arrows and blowing up outhouses, and it was just cool, man. Wow. But there was this one character on the show, probably the most unrealistic character of the entire show. And everybody in here that's old enough to know, know who's I, who I'm talking about. And my mother and father... I was a first grader. My mother and father's like, no, nah, we don't want you watching Dukes of Hazard." That's cool, man. I mean, 
Who doesn't like cars zipping around and stupid sheriffs and dumb boss hogs? I mean, now there's just something about Dukes of Hazzard. We don't, and of course I'm first grader, so I'm not thinking what that is in first grade. But now I know. Now I know what? Now I know what it is. And that individual who played Daisy lived a pretty lousy life and was nothing more than just a play toy. It doesn't reward even the girl herself. It doesn't reward her, let alone anyone else. And they've remade Dukes of Hazard with new people, and it's still the same. Understand that there's a reason why we just don't watch that or do that. And it's not because we don't like cars or we don't like this. It's just that they always have to insert something that isn't godly. And I'm thankful because without my parents maybe even realizing it, they were keeping me from getting familiar with the strange woman. And so as Christians, we ought to, whoa, that's not the kind of clothes we should be wearing. Or that's not, whoa, whoa, whoa. Because it's strange, it's different. And we ought to be very alert to it. And if you're familiar with it, because now Satan just familiarizes everybody with everything because it's just right into your home. I didn't even want to talk about it, but apparently like a week or two ago, they had these, what, Grammys or Emmys or something? And they had this satanic show. I mean, this filthy, satanic, filthy garbage stuff. Madonna, of course, was there. This is just, but see, we, my kids don't even really know who Madonna is and all the others involved. That's just raunch and music videos. Remember when that started coming out? It's just garbage. And young people get sucked up in it. And girls and guys, understand, you're ruining yourself. The other day I was listening to the kids in our church and they were just having fun talking and stuff. And the subject of sleeping came up. There are some subjects you need to be aware of. You don't need to talk about that subject. What are you talking about, Pastor? I think we know. There's just some things where the Bible warns, and I don't have time to look at it, but in Ephesians it says foolish jesting and frivolous talking, things that aren't good, just don't go there. That's what the world talks and does. And those jokes that really aren't good to talk. And if you are if you are unfamiliar with all that, that's a good thing. I hope in your life and I hope in your children's lives and grandchildren's lives that there's just some things that are just strange. And I don't want to be familiar with the strange. So let's close in prayer tonight. Lord, we thank you for your word. Thank you for opportunity to seriously take a close look at things in our lives. And these girls, these young ladies, they're, they're, they're such good girls and such great potential and and we pray that you will just keep them and guard them and protect them and help them to desire that one and only that you have for them and to be patient and wait and to not look at the girls around them and assume that they're missing out, but to recognize that those girls are just ruining and destroying their future. Lord, help us to encourage them as adults, not discourage them. Help us to recognize the guardrails and guidelines that they should have in their lives and that we should have in our lives and help us to be 
all of us, all of us, no matter how old we are in this room, unfamiliar with the world's strangers. And we thank you and praise you for the opportunity that we have in the word. Help us to not waste it. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.